It's about bringing people together. It's great if you can light a candle in the darkness, but wouldn't it be better to, to kindle a bonfire? That's it, isn't it? Get this thing raging. Welcome to The Thinking Leader, brought to you by Red Team Thinking. Bad leaders react, good leaders plan, and great leaders think. Each week, you'll get new ideas and insights from business executives, military experts, and innovative thought leaders to help you lead more effectively and better navigate your complex world. Now, here are your hosts, best-selling business author and top-rated leadership speaker, Bryce Hoffman, and former RAF Wing Commander and Business Agility Coach, Marcus Dimbleby. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Thinking Leader. And once again, we've got some exciting news to reveal this week. Bryce, how are you, my friend? I'm great, Marcus. We do indeed. I want to formally announce the launch of the Red Team Thinking Community. This is an online community, an online forum that we have created to bring together Red Team practitioners, Red Team thinkers, Red Team coaches, Red Team leaders from around the world, from the civilian world, from business, from academia, from nonprofits, as well as from the military and other practitioners to create as I said, a global community of practitioners where we can learn from each other, share best practices, and and continue to advance this this insurgency that we are we are so thrilled to see growing around the world. This insurgency aimed at helping people reclaim the role of thinker in a world where so many people have outsourced thinking to others, whether it be big consulting firms like McKinsey or Deloitte, or whether it be to the you know a news network in their own personal views or 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 what have you, and this is something that, as you know, Marcus, we have been working on for for months. It's something that that I've been dreaming of for years, and it's so exciting to have finally launched us to see people joining, and uh, I think it's something that's really going to help spread the word about red teaming, but more than that, to spread the insurgency. Absolutely. You know, I've been pumped about this since I met you. I'm all about communities. And it, it's it's fascinating because we've got little pockets of these insurgencies, haven't we, that, that have popped up all over on Slack, on WhatsApp, on LinkedIn. And it's been our real focus to get this into one area, you know, a right. true community using the Circle platform for that. And just bringing all these different people, this diverse, what I like to call this paradox of this like-minded contrarians, you know, a diverse group of people who, you know, all care. What I love about everybody who we've worked with, both in the public, in the private sector, they just care. They're so passionate about wanting to make a difference. They're often those lone mavericks who haven't had that ability to speak up in their organizations or wherever they are. And they've found these tools and techniques. They've found some like-minded people who've given each other the confidence and the ability to sound off with each other and understand where they're coming from. And I, and I think just having this platform for people to come to, to talk, to socialize, to engage and have this quality level of discussion, which is, as we know, is just often lacking now across the globe and in just right. humans in general, this quality discourse, this ability to disagree agreeably. I mean, some of the chats that go off in the WhatsApp groups and whatnot are eye-wateringly, stunningly intelligent and really engaging. And I can't wait to start seeing this really start happening now at a much bigger scale. 
Right, to bring this all together. And, you know, this is something, as I said, this is something that I've been wanting to do for years because when I was, before I even published my book, Red Teaming, back in 2017, when I was working on the book, you know, I graduated from the U.S. Army's Red Team Leader course in 2015, and then I started working with Red Team organizations in other countries and other agencies in, in the U.S. Marine Corps, uh, with the, some of the three-letter agencies in the United States, with the British military, and with the Australians, New Zealand. At this point, red teaming was really pretty much confined to the military and intelligence mm -hmm. community. And I started talking to everybody and learning from everybody um, as part of my research for the book. And as I did this, and as I would have calls with different people and say, hey, you know, I heard this from the head of the, the red teaming program in New Zealand, and, and, and is this something you guys do? And and, and, and I heard this from, from the head of the, the Marine Red Teaming Schools. This is something that you guys do in the Army. And as I did this, I was having a conversation one day with, with Brigadier Tom Longland, who at the time was leading the Red Teaming Program for the, for the Ministry of Defense in the United Kingdom. And great guy, uh, former tank commander. And I was, I, I, I was bouncing a couple of ideas off of him that I'd heard from the heads of other programs in, in one in the US and one in New Zealand. And I said, have, are these things that you have considered adding or, you know, stuff? And he said, I'll never forget this, Marcus. He said, Bryce, you've just uncovered the dirty secret of red teaming <laughs> worldwide. And I, I said, what is it? And he said, none of us talk to each other. Yeah. Um, worst enemy. He said, I know who all these people are that you're talking about, but I haven't met any of them yeah. and they haven't met me. And he said, it's really unfortunate because we all are kind of in our, our own milieus developing this amazing capability, mm -hmm. but we're not sharing best practices. We're not sharing innovative ideas. Yeah. And he said, one of the greatest services you could do as part of writing your book is if you could figure out a way to bring everyone together. Yeah. And this is that. This is this is uh, 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 something that I hope will, I've got will do that. Yeah, I literally have goosebumps. One of the things, as you know, Marcus, that's one of the core red teaming principles that we teach our clients and our students yeah. is it's an ancient Japanese proverb. None of us is as smart as all of us. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter how many cool tools and techniques we develop at Red Team Thinking. It doesn't ha matter how many cool things that the... Australians develop in their red teaming program. We've helped them with that. It doesn't matter if if we aren't learning from each other. We're missing a mm -hmm. trick here because we're, we're, we're the the capability. What red teaming and red team thinking could be is the sum of these things would be so much greater than the individual parts. Yeah, I know. We've almost got this red teaming diaspora, haven't we? Spread across the globe in these little pockets everywhere. And I, and I find that red teaming is often like leadership. You know, it's it's tough at the top. It's a lonely place to be. And if you're that individual who's been through one of the training courses or you've gone back to your organization as the red team champion, nobody's doing this as a full-time job. We understand that. And if you're trying to do this on the side of your desk kind of level as well, on top of everything else, A, can be quite taxing. B, it's very lonely and you're often individualized in the organization. So if you've got that ability to reach out, and I know where we've worked with clients who've got their people spread across the globe and then we've come back together for like a retreat session, the joy on their faces when they see each other and they all literally walk in the room and spend two days in a year 
having not spoken, you know, formally about red teaming for so long, it's it's pure elation. And then obviously what they're sharing with each other, what they've been doing, because as we talk about, these tools aren't processes. Nobody right. takes these tools and uses them step by step by step. If they do, they don't understand them. What these people are doing is going away and freestyling and making them adaptive to their organization, understanding how they work with the different problems and challenges their sectors bring, and they're all very different. But all of that can be shared and used in other different areas and remolded. But that only happens if you know about that. If only somebody goes, hey, I tried it this way, and you go, as you said, I never thought of that. And, and going back to what you were saying, Bryce, it doesn't matter how smart, clever, intelligent, how often you use these tools, if you just don't know because you've not had the opportunity, but someone else does, just that sharing of that knowledge and that utilization of the way something's been you know, created or crafted around a certain problem is worth absolute gold. And then you can go away and take that and use that with your clients and your organization. And I think having this community coming together and just having people able to be reached out to and contacted and sharing information. Like I'm out in Cyprus. I'm on some local Brits in Cyprus expat group. And it's great if I want to go and get my tires changed instead of going around and ringing around because there's no nobody's got websites here. You know, you're trying to find places. You just ring up and go, hey, where's a decent place? Who's not going to, you know, extort me? And you get the information and then you can go back and share things with with others. So it's really beneficial, I think. And as as the good, you know, good brigadier said, this is about sharing the knowledge of highly capable individuals who are unearthing and discovering great things as they go through their journey together, whether that's personal and professional. And I think bringing this together is a real hub for that. This cognitive capability that we call red team thinking is something that's continually evolving, continually growing. If you look at my book, which came out in 2017, there, I would say at least 50% of it, mm -hmm. we've changed how we do it and, or we've replaced tools with other tools or we've created new tools just in the, just in the five years, almost five, almost six years now since it came out. And that's just because every time that we work with a client and use them, these tools, teach them these tools, every time that we lead a class and, and teach another group of students how to do this, we're constantly learning from that experience. We're red teaming ourselves and we're continuing to develop this. And I know that other red team thinkers around the world are doing the same thing. And so continually evolving this process, this capability, continually expanding this methodology, continually developing new tools and techniques and approaches is such a powerful thing. And it's so key, as I said, to doing what we're really trying to do here, which is to create this movement, this insurgency. And, and I use the term insurgency because it, some, some of our listeners and viewers will have, have heard us talk about this before, but I recognize some haven't. You know, this goes back to when, when I graduated from the University of Foreign Military and Cultural Studies at, at Fort Leavenworth at the Command and General Staff College, the Red Teaming School. The the uh, the head of the program at the time told our graduating class something that was really powerful. And he said, you know, you've all been brought here and, and told. We're going to teach you how to think critically. We're going to give you applied critical thinking and group think mitigation techniques that you can use to help 
stress test strategies and, 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 and improve plans and look at situations more three-dimensionally, think about how things could go wrong to avoid failure, all these things. And that's all true, he said. But that's really the cover story. He said what this school was set up to do was to create, and then the term gave me chills the first time I heard it, to create an intellectual insurgency within the US military, to change the way the organization thinks, to make it a thinking organization, a learning organization, an adaptive, a resilient organization. And, and what I have done and what you've done since you started working with me is, is to take and try to spread that insurgency, that intellectual insurgency outside the military, outside the intelligence community, to businesses, to nonprofits, to governments all around the world and to help help expand it. Because as I said, I firmly believe that that this is this is what is lacking in the world today more than anything. And this is what can solve so many of the problems that we're dealing with. You know, the only way we're gonna get through things, whether it's pandemics or climate change or the war in Ukraine, is to think our way through. And if we're not thinking then we're not going to be able to do it. I know. So much to unpack there. So unpack start, it. Unpack away, my friend. You started <laughs> off with in just six years. In just six years, my friend, just think what the hell has happened in the world. I know. We have gone through probably more in that five or six year period than some people go through in lifetimes. And it keeps coming. You know, the hits just keep on coming. You know, we thought COVID was a thing. Wow. So much has happened since then. Well, go back before that even. Go back before that even. I, I will tell you, I vividly remember my book came out in uh, in, in spring of, uh, of 2017, right after our presidential election in this country. And... Uh, and uh, I was I, I, I was in New York ahead of the launch meeting with my my publisher at Random House, and and the I got there it was it was a few days after the election, and you know it, everyone in the office was was devastated. Um, yeah. And uh, I remember my my editor at, at Random House, Roger Scholl, who was so who was so devastated by the the election outcome that he'd actually taken a few days off, even though we we're in the middle of the, the launch, just because he needed to, to to clear his head. First time we, we met after that, he said, well, I'll tell you one thing. Your book is sure going to be a hell of a lot more relevant now than it was <laughs> a few months ago because <laughs> we are in uncharted waters. And isn't that isn't that interesting that, you know, the political circus that we've seen over the last five years mm. and, and previous to that, the decisions that have been made at high levels, you know, and the fact that the, the British government has been told, you know, you are now to create a challenge capability because of that failure to challenge. Which we are helping them do. Exactly. You know, you look at the Chilcot inquiry, you look at the terrorist incidents, you look at national responses, both sides of the Atlantic. And we are being failed by those at the top who should be taking these better decisions and they're not. And therefore, right. you know, when you're told from the highest levels to get a challenge capability because you're not challenging yourself, that's a big tell that things aren't going right. So exactly about this requirement for critical thinking. And we can't now sit back and look at the top and expect them to do it for us. If you're that kind of person, then don't complain when things don't go as you expect. You now have to take responsibility and be accountable to yourself and challenge your brain to think differently and start paying attention. Do your research, 
and, you know, question everything, as Einstein said. And that's the journey we've been on. Well, you, you, you know, you just hit one of my, my, my favorite points here, you know, and that, that I think is so critical, which is, you know, I, 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 Malcolm X had a lot of amazing quotes. My favorite Malcolm X quote is if, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's, that's absolutely true. It's very easy for people to sit back and say, well, look at the jokers who are running the show. But if you're, if you're going to stay in the audience and watch the clown show, yeah, you know, that that's why I think this community is so important is because it's, it's, it's about bringing people together yeah. to kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's great if you can light a candle in the darkness, but wouldn't it be better to, to kindle a bonfire? That's it, isn't it? Get this thing raging. And going back to what you're talking about, the intellectual insurgency. And I love how, you know, we talk about people and the perspectives. People think about the military very much driven by the Hollywood perspective of shouty, shouty, sergeant major, you know, do as you told. But really what the general and the whole purpose of the red teaming concept was to try and create this intellectual insurgency was all about mission command, Auschwitz tactic, as it's called from the days of the Prussians. But this ability to delegate capability, responsibility, and give your intent from the general down to the soldier at the front line to allow them to do the how as they see fit to be done. And that's exactly what is required now in business. These large organizations, the executives can no longer, and this isn't a slight on them, they just physically, mentally cannot keep up with the pace of change that we see today. Nobody can. That's why AI is coming and that's why robotics are coming in. And instead of trying to do that, what you have to do is learn, and it's hard and I get it, you've got to let go of those reins and you've got to hand off responsibility and often, you know, the capability to do that is on is on you to enable that. But you've got to give that responsibility down through the levels of your organization to where the information is best suited and allow them to make decisions. And that's the key right there, down through the levels of your organization, Correct. not to McKinsey, not to Deloitte, <laughs> not to, you know, because what you're seeing is people, so the, the, some of these executives you're talking about, they, they're happy to take their hands off the reins, but they instead of giving them to their to their teams, who are the ones who are the ones who know what needs to be done and can do it, they hand them off to these these high price, you know, fresh out of MBA school uh, army of uh, shiny suited uh, executives. executives. So, yeah. If that's the if that's a conundrum you're facing, Mister Executive, that you are not confident or you don't have the trust to hand off the reins of your organization down through your levels to your teams but you would rather pay someone a stupid amount of money to come in and do it for you, then you really need to come on one of our courses and have a good conversation because <laughs> that that is a, a dilemma many are facing. But trust me, that is not the answer that you really want to go with. Or join our community to find out. Yeah, join the community. Come on in. Let's take it. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll, we're going to tell people how they can get a, a free month at the uh, Red Team Thinking community, how to sign up and how to get a free month for our listeners and viewers. Stay tuned. If you like what you've been hearing in this episode and you want to learn more about Red Team Thinking or you want to learn how to become a Red Team coach, a Red Team thinker, a Red Team practitioner, go to our website, redteamthinking.com and register for our free Red Team Coaching Bootcamp. Like I said, it's absolutely free. It's available in last half of February, first half of March. Go there, check it out. Seats are limited. Love to see you in the course.
So welcome back. During the break, we were talking about where else we've seen this kind of community thing work well. And back in my days of delivering agile programs and change management, there were lots of communities of practice springing up. So where new skills were coming online, if you will, so scrum masters, product owners, and where people were coming into this sort of sector of different professional upskilling. It was great to A, go through your training and start to do the job, but then have a community to reach back to and go, hey, we were we were doing this last week and it didn't work too well or this worked really well. Anybody else have any different experiences? And just meeting up for a coffee either, you know, in the local shop or online really helped me grow in what I was doing. It was really useful for other people. And we very quickly started seeing them in one of the large banks popping up. You'd have a group of engineers, a group of business analysts, and then they'd start to come together, you know, every quarter as a much bigger group to talk about the bigger level problems that we were all connected with. But you start small, which is what I love about the insurgency aspect. You start with a small group of people. And then as we see with what we're trying to achieve now is seeing that expand into this movement, which is taking all the learnings together. But really, it's got one focus. And ours is this making a difference and helping people think critically and move forward with that. So... And Chatham House rules apply. So, so people, you know, the, the rule is folks can share uh, their their questions and their challenges, but uh, no one can uh, identify individuals or organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, you know, you're right, Marcus. I mean, if you look at, at, at different milieus where people have really developed different professional capabilities, it's always been driven yeah. by a core cadre of people working together and that's the cadre that we're that we're trying to create with the the red team thinking community and do you know what we suck at as humans what? oh i thought you meant me i was no. like oh let me where to begin i am really really bad at kite surfing <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying you'll have to come out to cyprus we'll go to kite surfing okay. no but what we suck at as humans is asking for help is reaching out to people yeah we all assume that everyone else is top of the game and they won't have time for me to help. You will get far more response from people if you just ask them for help for a, with a question because they yeah. want to share. People who are enjoying what they're doing or are skilled at something, there's nothing more rewarding than someone coming up and going, hey, any chance you could help me with X, Y, Z or Z? Because... <laughs> Because again, what we are good at as humans is sharing. That's our natural default is to want to help people. There are very few people who do not want to help others. But by nature and the way we've evolved over the last few years, you know, we just tend not to reach out to each other. We tend to be far more focused with our heads down doing what we're doing. And, And I think if you just reach out to people through this community, through these capabilities that are out there, you're going to get far more of a response than you'd probably expect. You'd probably find it quite overwhelming. And sometimes be careful what you wish for because you're going to get so much feedback and support. That, it, But it's that can only be a good thing because absolutely you're making everybody feel good because you're feeling good because you're receiving information. Whoever's sharing feels good. I feel great when I help people. People message me on LinkedIn all the time. Like, hey, Marcus, I saw this, this podcast you did. What did he mean by X? Could you? I'm trying to struggle with this in my organization. Could you give me... Um, quick five-minute email or a 10-minute phone call. And I feel great because you're giving back to people, helping them, and just 
doing what we do best. And, and you're absolutely right, Marcus. I mean, we, we both love helping people. And that's why in the community, one of the things that we're doing is we're having every month, we're having live events with you and I and some of our other thought leaders answering people's questions, talking about red team thinking, talking about decision support, red teaming, talking about red team coaching, all of these things. And that's one of the things that I'm so excited about is having this regular opportunity to come together live, to see people, to chat in real time, to, to talk about, about what they're seeing in their organizations, what, what they're finding when they apply some of these tools and techniques to the problems and opportunities that they're dealing with. And, and it, it's, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing, there's nothing better than that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, that's why we do what we do. I know. And I saw in your latest Forbes column, you know, and we talk about this on the recent red team coaching bootcamp, this, this future of jobs, this future capability, these skill sets that we need that we've spent so long focusing on the hard skills, the technical skills and the training that we've overlooked this awful phrase of the soft skills. You know, I prefer the human and people skills and this capability of critical thinking, which borders between the two almost because of its nature. And when you look at that World Economic Forum Future Jobs Report, you know, they're saying that by 2025, critical thinking is the number one essential skill. And I think it is by now, you know, we're seeing that requirement along with problem solving and analysis. You know, both of those things are what humans are phenomenal at if they allow themselves to do it or try it or train themselves in it. We've got to have this capability. And if you're interested, if you're out there wondering what critical thinking is, because we all think we do it, but we don't, and like to learn more, as we said, at the end of the show, the link will be in the show notes. We'll post the link to the uh, jobs report as well so you can see what's happening over the next decade and what the expected capabilities are. Come along and join us and learn. Absolutely. And... Uh... You know, I want to give people a an, a an added incentive too for our listeners and viewers to join. So, if you sign up for, uh, if you follow the link in the show notes and come to the Red Team Thinking community, I think you can even get there just by going to community.redteamthinking.com. If you sign up, use the coupon code Thinking Leader, all caps, all one word, name of the show, Thinking Leader. And you will get one month free in the community to see if this is something that adds value for you, that uh, that you're finding like-minded contrarians there, um, and uh, join the insurgency with us. Look forward to seeing you there. Look forward to seeing you in some of our live events and, and look forward to learning from you as well. Thank you for tuning in to The Thinking Leader. Check the show notes for more information about the topics covered in this episode there. You'll also find a link to our free assessments. Click on it right now to find out if you are a red team thinker with a red team culture.